Say one, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. You're listening to Song and Story, conversations with songwriters about their songs. You can support this project on Patreon, and you can learn more at songandstorypodcast.com. When you think of home, what comes to mind? We've got all these cliché sayings and gift shop slogans. Home is where the heart is. Home is where one hangs one's hat. A man's home is his castle. It's a wonderful place. It's a home away from home. Eh, it's nothing to write home about. Come on in. Make yourself at home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Dorothy says it three times as she clicks her heels. She suddenly found herself in a strange land full of as much danger as wonder, with evil lurking, with con men hiding behind curtains, with new scared, broken friends to walk beside, with one singular goal in mind, to get home. Despite the hero's welcome, the magic, and the magnificent color of the merry old land of Oz, she longed for the familiar, for the people who made her feel safe, where love was as present and clearly defined as black and white. My featured guest this episode is Ben Link. Ben is one-fifth of the band Dawson Hollow. The other four-fifths are his siblings. With a musical career spanning 15 years, Dawson Hollow is not your typical family band. Their music encompasses the nostalgia of folk while channeling the urgent and intoxicating energy of indie rock. Ben and I had a great conversation about home and where we both have found it, and this conversation was made possible by Dawson Hollow's debut album, Boy of My Youth. It's a song about home, and it's called Take Me There.
person, a place, or somewhere in between. Maybe it's all above. Truly, I think it's who you love. to a, a local bookstore here to get my wife some books for her birthday mm-hmm. but I also wanted to get her the new Brandy Carlisle album ah uh, yes and I asked I couldn't find the CDs anywhere and bookstores have traditionally had you know big sections with CDs yeah and I asked the guy uh, an employee I said hey man do you, are, do you guys sell CDs still and he said yeah they're on a, a really small we got. We just have a few. They're on a really small rack next to the records, <laughs> and I, and I go down. It was one little stand that maybe at most had twelve different albums of CDs. Yeah. Right next to this massive display with probably two hundred different uh, vinyl albums on it. I'm a physical copy guy. Like I, I like either to have the vinyl or the disc. Yeah. Same. And I have a. Are you sure we're not the same person? I don't know. I think we are, man. I think it's my name. It's my name, Kevin, and yours is actually Ben. This is what's happening. Oh man, we're linked. Which is your last name? Which is my last name? I was like, does he is he aware? Is he aware of this fact? <laughs> I I am. Yeah. I'm, um, <laughs> Sorry, you were saying. Yeah. No. I our our CD player that we have. Um, I got it at Goodwill for five dollars and you know i had the option to get one that you can put multiple discs in but there was this really old school one it doesn't even you know have the time doesn't even tell you how far into the song you are Uh and it only has one disc and i deliberately got that one because 
you have to be intentional with it. Yeah. You're not, you don't just put it on shuffle. You put it in. If you want a different song, you have to walk over to it and skip to the next one. And I, I really, that's something I really hope kind of people get back to Yeah, is being intentional with the music and, uh, and I don't know, seeing that like on demand is it's convenient for familiarizing yourself with an artist and discovering new music. But I think like striking the balance where when you discover one to really be intentional and dive in, yeah, uh, I'm all, I'm all about that. So, you know, me, That's, yeah, me blasting this one in our house made my wife a fan very quickly. <laughs> That's so. awesome. Like, yeah, just like you said, intentional. Like I love, I, ever since I got Spotify, it's like, I love it and I hate it, but I love it but I hate it. It's this kind of like this back and forth, like this is so great. But then it's like, what have I even been listening to? It's like, it's like somebody just rung the doorbell. Did you hear that? <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs> I was like, if you can hear a pin, I bet you heard the doorbell. Yeah. 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 I heard that. Um, I want to start here with the band name. Actually. Is, is it a place? It is actually. Is it where you grew up? Yeah. I, uh, I was born and raised there till I was like five, and then uh, and then we moved. So that kind of the idea behind it is like we have pretty ambitious dreams. Like where our vision is is like we like to play Red Rocks and Madison Square Garden and Jimmy Fountain stuff like that. But in that process, we never want to forget where we came from. What's actually important here? Like you gain the whole world and lose your soul. What is the benefit? And that's that's what Dawson is for us. Where where is Dawson Hollow? Um, do you know uh, there's a small town called Mountain Grove, Missouri? Okay, and it's just a couple miles outside of Mountain Grove. The town like Dawson is is so small that we joke it's it's literally two inches wide because when you drive past the sign, like it's got the the post and it says Dawson, and then on the other side of the post it says Dawson. So it's like. <laughs> Literally two inches wide. And I know you're all a family, right? Everybody in the band. You're all siblings. Yes. So we're five siblings. Yeah. So how does that work in terms of the songwriting process? A lot of it is generally me bringing an idea to the band. And if not a a fairly developed piece of music, and then we all just kind of like destroy it and then rebuild it. Like iron sharpens iron. So it's like hey, this is really great. This is garbage, so I don't know why you did that. I'm like, okay, all right. Let's, <laughs> instead of, like, getting this, like, ego trip, of like, oh, but this is my thing or that. Like, we really try to have, like, the band isn't called Ben Link. The band's called Dawson Hollow. So we really try to make it, like, a unified effort. So there's a, there's a fair amount of just kind of blunt honesty and criticism when it's necessary. Oh, yeah, and it's like it's it's getting better with time because like it's really hard to be blunt and honest with your big brother when he's twice as big as you and like knows some martial arts and you're just like he could totally just take me out right now but i just gotta tell him that this one melody needs to change to something else or like whatever it is it's funny but it kind of reminds me like a marriage like don't go to bed angry it's like don't leave a rehearsal angry it's like we gotta work this out right now and then we can keep you on and work on the music. With this song, with, with Take Me There, it's a killer opening track. And I love the whole album. Um, my kids, I got a three-year-old and a 
20 month old i don't really know how old she is but they just love they love dancing to it you know as they can that's be, awesome you know kind of clingy and whiny but when i when i blast this through the stereo they're just content listening and and playing with all their stuff so that's awesome that should be like our goal as a band like let's let's calm children then we'll yeah. know we're doing something good <laughs> yeah yeah be every parent's best friend yeah. <laughs> Where did the idea for this song come from? I mean, obviously, it's it's very obviously about home. Mm-hmm. And I think it's really cool that, you know, you guys are such a tight-knit family of musicians and creators and collaborators. And the idea that you wanted to, to open this record with a song about home called Take Me There, I think it's a beautiful opener in light of who you guys are and what you do. So you know, in terms of you bringing this idea to the table, what inspired it? The song started in my room and I was just doodling on the guitar. And um, my girlfriend at the time, my wife now, uh, had just, like she had come and she had visited and then she went back home, long distance relationship. And I was just sitting there playing my guitar, just like kind of moping musically. I was musically moping. Oh, I've been there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we all have at some point, right? Um <laughs> Uh, I was kind of just writing from this point of longing. And I was even asking, like, does home literally mean, like, my room? Or does it mean a certain person or a group of people or a mindset? Is home really even, like, here on Earth? Is it beyond? Like, just asking all these questions. And when you're doing 200-plus gigs, you're not home a lot. So home being a building had never really like settled in my mind. And that's kind of the conclusion I came to. It's like, I think home means a lot of different things. And one, one of them being, I, I really do think it's, it's like who we surround ourselves with. It's like my family or my friends. That's kind of what really defines home for me. Like we're thousands of miles from my actual house, but I, I feel at home. So it was kind of this, like, from a point of longing, just I want to be at that place where everywhere I go, I feel content. I feel at home. So I'd say that was kind of the the initial inspiration. And what's what's really funny is uh, my brother Aaron and I, we really push each other in a good way, most of the time in a good way. And I, I wanted this song to be this teeny, tiny, intimate, acoustic, like beautiful, delicate song. And uh, I brought it to the band and Aaron's like, this song should be an epic. And I'm like, uh, no, it's going to be what my vision is. And he's like, no, like, listen to this bit, like, listen to this idea. And so it was just like even further pushing on the point, even against my will at first that like, it's it's the people that really matter. Yeah. Well, no, man, no offense to your creative vision. And I'm definitely interested in hearing, you know, what yours would have been. But I think Aaron made the right call. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and what's hilarious is um, later, our song Silver Moon, we did the exact same thing, but we swapped the roles. Like Aaron, Aaron had this specific vision and it like is even a different time signature. And it was like broke down acoustic. And then all of a sudden I got this vision for this like big, well, like a couple, couple different people kind of brought the vision together. 
And then I really fought for it. And I just, I laughed because I was like, Aaron, I gave you take me there. So you got to give me Silverman. And they're like, oh, okay. And they were both like, you're right. You're right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so that, that decision then to, to move it from being a very stripped kind of acoustic thing to, to the epic that it is now, was that something that took place during the writing process or during the recording and production process? And at what point did you kind of get on board with that? So there was the writing process and then there's what we call pre-production and then the actual recording. And um, a lot of the, the like evolution of the songs took place in the pre-production. So that specifically happened in the, in the pre-production phase. Um, Our producer also helped shape the vision and it was kind of like, I was resistant at first, I was resistant. And then slowly as I kind of started catching the, this is going to sound weird, but like the scent of the vision, like once I could smell like, oh, this, yeah, this smells good. Um, <laughs> it took about a half a day. And then I was finally just like, okay, this is, this is the right call. And then we really started pushing it down that, that path, if that makes sense. Yeah, dude, I, man, I love, I love the way it's produced, but kind of you know just just the way the way it opens with there's no place like home i kind of wondered if maybe dawson hollow was in kansas and that was kind of your wizard of oz type. oh right <laughs> <laughs> homage and i i don't know if there's no place like home if that was something that kind of started with the wizard of oz and now it's just a part of our vernacular but either way it's everybody can identify with that yeah but uh you know there's there's no place like home somewhere you can let your hair down low no place that I'd rather be than when you're here beside me. Was that a reference, the your? Was that a reference to your girlfriend? Yeah. At the time? Yeah. I mean, it's kind of like a, it's kind of like an onion, like multiple layers to it. On the top layer, it's definitely a reference to, to her, but it's also just a reference to just, and not even just like my, my family, meaning my band. Like we're really close with our, with our aunts and uncles and first cousins and even like our second and third cousins and stuff. So it was really just a reference to the people in my life too. And it, and honestly, it's, it's got a third layer now when we do shows, I actually look out at all, all the people that oh, yeah. if there's five people or 200 or it doesn't even matter. And I look out and sometimes I just point at them. I'm just like, there's no place I'd rather be than when you're here beside me. And it just creates this like thankfulness and I, I feel like it'll be even more so as as uh, we kind of pay our dues and, and the band develops and as our stages get bigger, I'll be just like just thankful. Yeah, they're here. You know. Yeah, yeah, man. Every, every once in a while, depending on the audience, kind of the, the read of the room can make you feel like a stranger in a strange land. Mm-hmm. But the right crowd, you know, really can make make the stage feel like a home away from home. Yeah. And then what's even like, what's so cool to me is you step on stage in front of a bunch of strangers. And then by the end of the night, you're like all friends. And you're just like, that is just, that, that's why I do music. I'm one of the reasons. It's just, I don't know. It's so cool. So were you in Missouri when you started writing this? Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, born, grew up, always, always lived in Missouri. We, we had opportunity to move to Nashville several times but it just never felt right it's like we don't need to go to nashville to create what we feel like we're supposed to do we feel like like the ozarks like the ozark mountains that's kind of kind of where we belong and who knows maybe we'll 
moved to California in 10 years. I have no idea. But yes, to answer your question, we we were in Missouri. Well, I mean, I mean, we were touring, um, but yeah, we were in Missouri and we started writing this stuff. Okay. So here here's why I ask is because it's, and maybe this is one reason why, you know, this song kind of speaks to me is that I, I feel like I have a song that kind of mirrors this sentiment, Okay, which I wrote it in Missouri when I was away from home. And it was right at the point in my life when I kind of just decided definitively that I was not going to move to Nashville Okay, for, you know, really all the reasons you just mentioned. Like I kind of said, if, if I'm going to make this work, I really want to make it work on my own terms. Yeah. You know, and at the time I was living in, in Baltimore with my sister and brother-in-law and nieces and nephews, and it was great getting to watch them grow up. So, yeah. But anyway, my song is, is called Lonely in St. Louis. And I had been, I was away from home for about 10 days and had really just started dating my girlfriend, who is now my wife. Okay. (laughs) And by the end of it, I was ready to be back home. Yeah. And I start kind of processing this. And the first line of my song is, another night, another flight, and in the morning, I'm gone from all of this. I suppose I'm going home, though I don't know that I know where home is. Wow. I've felt this way for quite some time for reasons I'm not sure I can't explain, but it's lonely in St. Louis, babe, and I can't wait to board that aeroplane. And so it's like, you know, I, it's funny because I hear you sing this song and it seems like different wording on that same sentiment. The same thing. It's clear that you have a home, but you're also not quite sure what it means, but you want to go there. Yeah. And I think, I think for, especially for people our age, I think we're probably pretty close to the same age. You might be younger, but I'll just say we're the same age. We'll just say the same Uh, age. Yeah, we're we're the same age. Exactly. Same birthday, same thing. (laughs) I'm just as young as you are. (laughs) But it's, you know, for, for people of our generation, we haven't so far really fit into the, you know, get a career and stick with it. We seem to have the itch more than other generations before us to kind of to travel. Yeah. And see the world and and do as much as we can before we actually have to start making money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um but that I think that I think puts people in this place of wondering where they fit in, of mm. wondering really where what what home means and and where it is and how do I get there? Yeah. But well this okay, I I'm rambling now. No, this, this, this is great. Was, this was entirely my fault. No, you're good. But uh, this makes sense to me then that your girlfriend had just visited you when you started writing it because that second verse is, you know, there's nothing in the world like a kind-hearted, beautiful girl. You can search all you like, but lucky is he who finds a good, good wife. Uh, one, I agree with you completely. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, two, is the last bit a proverb? And three... At this time, were you kind of thinking that she was going to be the wife? Yeah. Did she know that? Yeah. I mean, we both knew pretty early on. Uh, we got mar- married May 26th. So, like, we've been married just over a month. And um, I started writing that in, like, 2015. Okay. And we were dating in 2015. So, it was like, we we both knew pretty early on. So, to answer your question, yeah, it was... Definitely in reference to that. Um, what was the second question? The second question was, is the last bit a proverb? 
It sounds like a proverb. Like Proverbs 31 kind of thing? Is that what you're talking about? Is it a proverb? Is it Proverbs 31? I I think it was like a subconscious. Like, I the answer is probably yes. But at the time, I wasn't <laughs> like, all right, ladies, gentlemen, turn your Bibles to Proverbs right. 31 or whatever. Right. But, yeah, I think it probably is. Okay. It, it sounds like one, whether or not it is. Yeah. So... Well, if, it, if that's what it comes out naturally, then I'm, I'm thankful. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting to me that, uh, and maybe again, maybe this is all interesting to me because I feel like it's really mirrors my own story. But I, you know, I think when I found the girl that you know eventually became my wife, I think this was kind of the first time when I started not worrying so much about where my home was or whether I was there because subconsciously I think I knew I was getting much closer to it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I feel like we're the same person, but not. (laughs) (laughs) We are a paradox. (laughs) Yeah. One in the same and not. (laughs) We kind of already touched on that. What, you know, what does home even mean? A time. Uh, that's an interesting that's an interesting inclusion you know i get it i get it as it makes sense to ask you know what is home is it is it a person is it a place but the fact that you included time in there is really interesting to me yeah why did you do that was it just for the syllables <laughs> yes no just kidding um <laughs> i'd say part of it was for the syllables but i think um like the album's called boy in my youth so it's like kind of a retrospect as we step into quote unquote adulthood. And I think it was asking the question is, uh, is home already gone because we're not kids anymore. Is home a time period? I think that was, that's kind of the question I'm asking. Like, have we, have we, uh, grown up or have we grown past being home? Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So I think that was, that was kind of what I was doing. And I wanted to kind of like, just like smear it all together and say, or is it somewhere in between? Like, is it a bit of all this stuff? And just like, kind of just mix it all up towards like, like the conclusion is, I think it's who you love, but I think it's, I think it is a, uh, like a recipe of all this stuff um, put together for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a great, that's a great last line for the song. And and your conclusion, but truly, I think it's who you love. Um, it's 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 a more interesting way of of the age old. You know, home is where the heart is. Yeah. Well, what I really like about that point, you know, you kind of state that as your conclusion uh, to this grand existential question that hits us all. And after that, after you state this conclusion, you don't you don't go back to the chorus. Mm. This is when you jump right into kind of the musical breakdown, which is more than the last two minutes of, of the song. Yeah. Which I didn't even realize it was that long until right before this. I was kind of like listening to it again and all the elements, all the elements of the song really closely. But h- how I felt, I think from pretty early on, from the first several times I listened to it, was that after you say that, you know, but truly I think it's who you love. And then the music kind of stops and the acoustic guitar does a little dance. To me that... <laughs> To, to me that I kind of imagine this this character kind of walking down the road 
singing all this, contemplating this. And at that point, when he comes to the conclusion, he starts to walk, gets a smile on his face, and he starts to walk a little faster. <laughs> and by the, this is, this is what I see when I listen to it. Oh, and, dude. Keep, keep going. And by the end of the song, he's, he knows where home is and he's sprinting there. That is the exact vision we did when we like were arranging that. Really? We're like, let's, let's like, the dude like kind of realizes, oh, this is what home is. And as the music picks up, he like starts jogging and then running. And then by the end, when you got like the acapellas, he's just like full on sprinting. Like literally, we use that word sprinting. That's so, so funny. like, that is so awesome that you like came to that conclusion. That you know that just means you painted your picture really well. I had no idea if that's if that was your intention, but that's kind of what it it feels like to me. It's what I see when I when I hear it. Yeah. So I hope you I hope you take it as a compliment. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's even cooler if you're not like if you're not using words and you get on the same page. Like that's that's really beautiful. Well, dude, I uh, I think I think I said this to you at the beginning of the conversation, but to play the record from start to finish, there's a great variety. Um, and I'm a big Avett Brothers fan, and there are definitely oh, yeah. there are definitely a couple of tracks that have that kind of Avett Brothers feel. But yeah. there's this there's this indie rock element too that kind of comes in, and this song might be kind of the best example of that with the way it picks up at the end. Uh-huh. Um, but the har- the harmonies at the end when you guys just belt that out like this triumphant, you know, joyful, I'm home type yell. Yeah, is that everybody kind of belting out? All, all five siblings? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm trying to think back to the recording. May I think we did some like individual like stacks, but I think we did a couple, there's a couple layers in there that are just all of us around like one mic, just like belting it, just going for it. Yeah. I love doing that part live too. It's just like so victorious.
time, a person, a place, or somewhere in between. Maybe it's all above. Truly, I think it's who you love. enjoyed my conversation with Ben and you'd like to check out more music from Dawson Hollow, it's available on iTunes, Amazon, Spotify, all those sites. And you can go straight to their website, DawsonHollow.com, to get physical copies, check their tour schedule, and learn more. If you enjoy this podcast, please consider supporting it on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash songandstory. A lot of work goes into a single episode, and every little bit helps keep the train rolling. You can follow me, Kevin Heider, as well as Song and Story Podcast on social media. You can find all those links, and you can learn more, listen, and subscribe today at songandstorypodcast.com. Now, one quick note pertaining to our release schedule. Since launching Song and Story back in April... Episodes have been released on the 10th, 20th, and 30th of every month. Starting today, future episodes will simply be released on the 15th and 30th of each month. I love doing this podcast, and I consider it wholly linked to everything I've been doing with music over the last decade. However, when I embarked on this creative endeavor, I did what I do every time I embark on a creative endeavor. I supremely underestimated the time commitment. I've produced albums. I know how long that can take. But I'd never produced a podcast before this one. 
It's artistically satisfying, yes, but it takes way more time than I naively thought it would, hereby reducing production by 33% each month will, I believe, benefit my family, balance my workload, enhance all of my creative endeavors, and ultimately increase the value of each episode. So please continue to spread the word and share links. If you like us, tell people about us. Thank you for listening. Because you still are, here's a little bonus clip. Enjoy. So do you take like what we just did and like chop it up with the good stuff or you just like air it as it? No, no, no. I, I edit it and uh, because like I want the conversation to be at the service of the song. Gotcha. I was even like, I was thinking, I was like, oh, I shouldn't say that. It'll be dumb to be on there. I was like, oh, wait, he'll chop it up. I can just say whatever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Maybe I'll maybe I'll just put like a montage of all the dumb things at the end. Just like, uh, 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 just all the stutters. <laughs> <laughs> so how long have you been doing this? Is this fairly new? You've been doing this for a while. Um, I launched it back in April. April 10th was the first episode, so we're only eight eight deep right now. Um, yeah, but it's been I've gotten a great response from it, and. Uh, it's it's been a lot of fun and I, you know every artist we've had so far i've either you know either played shows with or toured with or in some form or uh, just kind of met you know in, in my travels so i think you guys might be the first that i've never actually met really yeah which yeah, is so. which is fun so i'm honored yeah well likewise we are honored to be with us we, today. we are honored to be with ourselves <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no That's place awesome. like us you know there's no <laughs> Oh yeah! I'm just my mind is going like really weird places. It's like I just let my hair down and your hair comes down. It's just, it's just... <laughs> well, dude, this has been great. Um, real yeah. quick, just so I can kind of confirm once and for all whether we are the same person or not. Do you, when when is your birthday? I was about to say. Uh, I was actually going to ask. Uh, mine's June fifteenth. That's my birthday. Are you kidding? <laughs> no, it's April. Oh, you had me. I'm so gullible. If you had done that to me, I would have fallen for that too. So I think even though we weren't born on the same day, we're st- we're still pretty much the same person. It's it's pretty close. Yeah, dude. Well, dude, this was it was great. It was great talking to me. So nice to meet me after all these years. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's great meeting me as well. <laughs>